0: You are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And I got to be honest, it's always a happier podcast when Missouri wins. Drew Smith with the finish of a lifetime to give Missouri a 72 70 victory over the Florida Gators for Missouri's first win ever in Gainesville in basketball. Yeah, they've picked up a couple wins on the football field down the swamp, but this was indeed their first win at the Stephen O'Connell Center. And we've got plenty to get to regarding this basketball game, of course including what may be the worst flagrant foul that I've ever seen called in the history of basketball. But you know what? Missouri actually got the benefit of that particular call. But most importantly, you know, I've given Conzo Martin a lot of grief lately for maybe not getting Missouri in the best positions offensively. Well, he deserves a ton of credit for how for that last play. I thought that was really well designed, and I want to get to all that and that whole wild finishing sequence of the last couple minutes or so. But first, let's just start with the beginning of the game and really the meat of this whole basketball game. Now, first of all, Xavier Pinson has just got to be the perfect encapsulation of this entire team. Because Pinson, like this whole squad, he certainly has a really high ceiling, but man... The floor is almost in the basement as well because, honestly, there was a couple moments, one time in the first half and one time in the second half, I'm basically going, maybe we should consider sitting him out for a little bit longer because, honestly, Pinson, especially in the first half, but really this whole game, he was a sieve defensively. Florida's guards were targeting him and attacking him off the dribble to much success And many, many blow-bys, especially that first 10 minutes of the game, just way too many easy layups for Florida. But fortunately, this morning I talked about how Florida has a tendency to cough up the basketball. Well, certainly Missouri took a massive advantage of that fact. They turned the Gators over 15 times in the first half, 18 times Overall, Drew Smith with six steals on the game. A lot of those ended up being easy baskets for the Tigers on the other end. So obviously a huge thing there for Missouri. And the Missouri won the rebounding. Well, actually they didn't win it, excuse me. They basically drew on the rebounding battle. And that resulted in Missouri getting about 18 more shots off at the basket. So just that fact alone led to Missouri getting a victory here despite Florida shooting 58% from the floor. The weird thing about Pinson is until the last three, four minutes of the ball game, maybe a little longer, I don't have the exact breakdown of every play sitting here in front of me, but it sure seemed like he was his usual passive self, but then he knocks down four three-pointers, a lot of them in crucial moments, and obviously Missouri needs somebody out there to knock down shots. That's not our strong suit. So the fact that he's hitting threes, he was four of seven on the ball game, but still for the most part, I thought he was too passive. Just didn't see enough driving. And frankly, again, his individual defense was just borderline unplayable considering he wasn't really deciding to drive. Really, if you had just shown Most people, the first five ten minutes of this game, you would have assumed there was a good chance Missouri was going to get blown out. They weren't getting great shots. The defense was bad, especially once again early on. The transition defense was just bad. You know, at one point, you know the Gators and and Tigers basically had a three on three situation. Just pick somebody up, but instead, unfortunately, Javon Pickett leaves his man on the wing, drops down, and protects the rim, and leaves the guy he was nearest wide open for a three. To me, that we've got to stop leaving guys wide open in the corners for threes in transition. That's just something we've got to clean up one way or the other. But ultimately, this is a Missouri team that obviously has been struggling a little bit. Going into this game, they'd lost four out of their last five after beating top ten Alabama, the SEC champions. And, you know, frankly, I talked about this earlier in the week. Obviously, this is going to move the Tigers up in the standings in the NCAA tournament. Frankly, seeding in the SEC tournament is meaningless for Missouri at this point. But getting off that possible 8-9 line, anything we can do to get off that particular line in the tournament, is going to be paramount to potentially making a deep run in the tournament because, and once again, that is possible. We've seen the ceiling for this team, and as my buddy Pat Lynch likes to say, at Pat Lynch Sports on Twitter, he really believes this team will either play one game or four games in the tournament, nothing in between. Considering their ceiling and their floor they've shown so far, I'd say that's quite possible. But you know what? If this shows Xavier Pinson what he needs to do offensively, and all this is going to be worth it. And speaking of worth it, checking out rockauto.com is always worth it for anybody who owns a car, quite honestly. Because if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're a do it yourselfer, you know what? You don't have to pay prices that are above what me- your professional mechanics would do because you have a better option than, say, these big brick and mortar retailers. Yes, that option is rockauto.com because their prices are the same for everybody and they're reliably low. And even better, rockauto.com does not require a membership or a login, anything like that. So feel free to check in, check out, and be on your merry way. So go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your vehicle and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Today on the Locked On Today podcast, James Harden heads back to Houston with the Brooklyn Nets. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with Locked On Today. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. By the way, Anthony Derucci for Florida Only had two points in the basketball game to go along with 10 rebounds, but holy moly, his two points were quite notable, weren't they? A dunk over Mitchell Smith, and you know what? That was Xavier Pinson's fault. I don't want to hear any shade thrown at Mitchell Smith. He's simply trying to get over and compete. The reason that he was put in that position is because, well, frankly, Pinson once again got blown by off the dribble. But you know what? with about 4 minutes left in the game I took pretty extensive notes here and it sure seems like I was pretty correct on Pinson not really pretty much refusing to drive other than a couple of aborted finishes in the first half well you know what with about 4 minutes left a beautiful drive by Xavier Pinson made it 65 to 61 then later a possession or two later even though it was a wide open shot, ended up being an air ball, I believe, by Mark Smith. Well, that shot lead, led directly to a putback by Kobe Brown. So another a, a great play made by Xavier Pinson there down the stretch makes it sixty seven to sixty two. Well, then the next trip, Pinson pick and pop with Mitchell Smith gets him a wide open three. I'm sure there are some people who didn't want Mitch to take that wide open three, but by God, he made it anyway made it 70 to 62 with two minutes and 20 seconds left. He had to feel pretty good at this moment, but then you remember, oh wait, it's the Tigers and they always make everything interesting in 2021. Really during these last two minutes, I thought Missouri's offense was completely fine. I thought there was a couple moments where its defense let it down, but You know, there's the moment where Jeremiah Tillman spins baseline, makes a great move. Well, he just simply missed the layup there. There's nothing you can complain about in terms of coaching or even decision making by the player. He just simply missed the shot. Maybe he should have dunked the ball. I don't know. Jeremiah's missed a few dunks this year, too. But regardless, that's a shot he's going to make 98% of the time. But unfortunately, he missed. Got caught a little flat-footed. I think he was stunned that he missed because, well, Colin Castleton, who was really quiet in the ball game, ends up beating him down court for a dunk. Now it's four. Now it's a four-point game suddenly with a buck forty left. The next time down the court again, another good offensive possession. Drew drives the ball, gets Pinson a wide-open three. He just simply missed it. And the next time down court again, this is where the defense hurt, and where Penson, he didn't get beat off the dribble this time, but as Abby Antonelli com- completely correctly called out, Xavier Penson overhelped off of his man for absolutely no reason, left Appleby open. Fortunately, Appleby misses the three, but again, a flat-footed Xavier Penson doesn't block him out. Appleby gets his own board and is fouled. That was a really, really ugly sequence there from Pinson not only in terms of decision-making, but then effort on the rebound as well. Now certainly, the Colin Castleton-Jeremiah Tillman matchup was not exactly what I built it up to be in the lead-up to this game. Tillman completely had his way with Castleton, quite honestly, but you know what? Castleton did get the best of Tillman, at the very end where he kind of baited Jeremiah into his fifth foul, to be honest, by looked like he was maybe even grabbing the back of his Jersey or something. Well, that caused Tillman to swim, move him, got a foul. I thought Castleton kind of sold it, took a dive a little bit, but regardless, the refs called it. And of course those were free throws too. Castleton makes them both. And now it's 70 all with 15 seconds left. And you know, Probably was a foul. The deal is that's the kind of play I think Tillman just got frustrated there, and that's normally this season, Tillman has been able to avoid those types of frustration fouls, but unfortunately he had one there, and it was at a really truly awful moment because not only did that foul him out of the game, it let Florida, a good free throw shooter in Castleton, go in the double bonus and tie the game. That's just that was a real bad play by Tillman, unfortunately. But, of course, that final play by Missouri with 15 seconds left. Tigers call a timeout. Get get all set up, and they run what looked to be a screen and roll with Drew Smith and Mitchell Smith on the right side of the court, getting Drew into the middle, him going left. But instead, Drew rejected the screen, just how Conzo drew it up, according to him in the post game on the radio. Drew takes it to the basket. That whole right side is cleared out. But, man, Castleton was there at the hoop. A couple other guys were coming hard at the rim. I still don't know how Drew Smith managed to get that ball, even on the backboard, without getting blocked, much less going in the basket. I mean, that is the finish of a lifetime and end of, a, of a Missouri career right there. So, heck of a play by Drew Smith. Give him all the credit in the world, but also give Konzo a ton of credit to me for drawing up an incredibly effective play and also one that makes a lot of sense, too, because tie ball game, that is one of those times where it does make sense. You have the basketball. The only thing you don't want to do is lose the game, right? You want to win it, of course, but worst-case scenario, you go to overtime. So, you take a, a last second shot there. But here's the thing so often we see this in every level of basketball where a guy just dribble, 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 isolation, and they end up taking like a step back, terrible 25 foot three pointer, you know, right at the buzzer. Well, this was kind of that same idea of okay, let's run down the clock a long ways, but let's give us some options too. Because certainly Drew did have options on that play. He could have kicked it to Mark in the opposite corner. He had Pinson behind him on the other wing. There were options there, but it was a quick hitting play that obviously he finished off. So unbelievable execution by the Tigers. Great finish by Drew and a really good play design by Conzo Martin and the staff. I got to give him credit. And you know what? If you took the Missouri money line tonight or the Tigers getting four points, well, I got to give you credit as well. And you know what? More importantly, if you bet on this game over at betonline.ag, well, they would give you credit to your account. You see what I did there? Man, I am good at this, aren't I? But the point is, is betonline.ag, they're the ones who are really good. At odds, making and most importantly, making their customers really happy. So, here's what they're doing for all of their new customers here or locked on, Mizzou listeners. Go to betonline.ag, open up a free account, and when you fund that account, be sure to use the promo code locked on so you'll get a 50% bonus. On whatever you deposit, so you deposit five hundred dollars, will you get two fifty right on top of it for a total of seven hundred and fifty simoleons in your account? So do that now. Be sure to use the promo code Locked On for your fifty percent welcome bonus at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. There's only one place to get all the info you need on the SEC five days a week, and that's Locked On SEC. Host Chris Gordy of Sports 790 delivers his unique brand of Southeastern Conference analysis with the help of local expert guests from around the SEC network of Locked On Podcasts. Subscribe to Locked On SEC wherever you get your pods. And man, it just feels good to get a big win on the road, does it not, <laughs> even though if it's sh- even though it maybe should have been a little bit easier at the finish there I'm not a complainer. I will take it however I can get at this point, especially well, eight and seven in the conference sounds a heck of a lot better than seven and eight. I'll guarantee you that, and certainly Missouri is nowhere near the bubble at this very moment, but as happy as I am, I do have a couple of officiating things to complain about. One of which actually benefited Missouri. Now, when Mark Smith went up for a fast break layup there late in the first half, he got knocked down, and he went down hard. I mean, he landed pretty ugly there on his chest. I'm just glad he didn't land on his face or something. Fortunately, he seemed to be no worse for the wear, but... Somehow they called that a flagrant foul on whoever it was for Florida. I, I apologize. It might have been Derigi or Derugie Derugie, I think his name is. But regardless, the kid jumps up in the air with two hands in the air, looking like he was going to attempt to block the ball off the backboard, maybe. Well, yeah, he colli- his hip collides with Mark Smith's side, whatever. Just the timing of the play completely knocks Mark off of balance, I mean, I hate to say it, but stuff happens. That's basketball occasionally. I just don't like this thing where, oh, somebody landed hard. Well, we got to stop the game and and replay something for 20 minutes. And, you know, previously, Tillman got caught up in this a little bit as well. And this is another thing. It's not only just the instant replays that have gone way too far, but now it's just basketball has become way too much about trying to fake the officials into something. Obviously it started with flopping. Obviously the block charge, that type of flop thing. You know, we've all we've we've talked about that and how that gets old certainly. But now it's gone way beyond just flopping on the block charge. Now as you saw tonight number 33 for Florida, well he may have gotten a slight Arm up into the, you know, a forearm or something into his chin or something. I I don't know. It may have, there may have been some contact there, but the guy is acting like Jeremiah Tillman threw a forearm shiver into his throat. And he's then later seen on the bench laughing with one of his teammates, like, boy, we just got away with one there. Now, fortunately, the officials were smart enough not to fall for that on replay, but I'm just so tired of every basketball game. This is college and NBA the, the Suns Lakers game was a joke last night with this by the way just so much replay that is totally unnecessary and quite honestly if you're going to replay that Mark Smith flagrant foul and not overturn it you're going to call that a flagrant foul what are we even doing here if we're not going to get the fa- if we're not going to get the calls right then let's not delay the game i'm all for replay in when it's quick and when it's decisive like it's done in professional tennis, quite honestly. So leave that kind of stuff. Hey, replay, see if a guy's foot is on the line in a timeout. Give him a three, give him a two. I'm all fine with that. But other, otherwise, I'm completely out on replay. Because while the promise of replay is they'll get all the calls right, that's not really happening. And on top of that, it's actually ruining what is the real point of this of this endeavor. And that's entertainment. So you know what enough but you know what really enough complaining that was a heck of a victory for your Missouri Tigers and well we even survived what was a, a somewhat premature Gator chomp a taunting Gator chomp by Mark Smith with 0.7 seconds left we were even able to survive that bit of jinxing so it must have must have been meant to be and who knows maybe a nice march run is meant to be for this team as well I'd certainly like to see it I hope to see some of you out on senior day this Saturday against LSU I will certainly be there so until next time I am John Miller and this has been Locked on Mizzou